everyone, and welcome back to Campfire Chronicles. I'm your host, Chris. And I'm Garrett. This week, we'll be discussing something from our, what are we doing? Conspiracy theories. Yeah. Chapter. And I'm not, I have done no research on this. All I know is that we are talking about the man, the myth, the playboy, John F. Kennedy. The man with a massive headache. Yeah. It's just going to be what it is. So. I did all the research for this. And I did and nothing. <laughs> that's cool. I have plenty. So, first I want to get into the theories surrounding why he was killed first. Um, and then we can get into things that don't quite don't quite add up. Okay. And why the entire topic has become a huge conspiracy theory over the years. So, uh, first theory behind the assassination of Mr. Kennedy is that LBJ had it done. The I've guy who, that one. yeah, the guy who wanted to, to take over, you know? Um, so there's a guy who did most of the research on these five theories. Uh, the only name I have him as is Perry. Um, the platypus. I don't think it's the platypus. Perry, the platypus. But let's just say, or this is this is pretty much what I found on it. So Perry has shot this theory down. Um, it's based primarily on statements made by Madeline Brown, who Perry described as a crackpot, which is not far-fetched. Looking into her, I was going to do more research on her, but then I realized that she's fucking crazy. Wow. Like, and not just normal crazy, batshit fucking crazy. But she also is dead. Uh, she died in 2002, claimed to have an affair with LBJ. Beyond that, he did a bunch of research on, uh, you know, the things that LBJ was doing at the time and pretty much said that he had way too many, his hands and way too many things to be included in something like that. Why are you smiling so big? Because I just looked her up. Why does her face look like it's eating itself? <laughs> and Because she's evil. <sighs> Very simple. I don't, I don't see where she would be. Oh, God. Yeah, no, she's, she's fucking evil and crazy. So uh, the next theory that I came across was that the military-industrial complex did it. The what? The, the military-industrial complex. So basically it's because Kennedy was trying to pull all the troops out of Vietnam. Okay. And so the military was like, no, no, no. Not okay with us. And they... The theory is basically they hired somebody, they got somebody either from the military or outsourced to have somebody kill Kennedy. Now, I don't know if you're going to touch on it or not. I hope you do. But do you have anything on, on there about the speculations that the CIA did it? Just wait. Okay. All right. Uh, number three. I don't like not knowing. <laughs> I like being the other guy. Well, number three, the mob. Oh, the I mob did that. It. Yeah. So a lot of speculation on this one. There, there were a lot of interworkings of the mob back then. Uh, you know, they were, and I'm sure that they still have their hands in government of some kind, whether it's I here or something. where they're prevalent. What's up? Frank Sinatra killed Kennedy. No. Maybe. Probably. Probably not. Yeah. No. Don't shit on my idol like that. So. I mean, Sinatra was in the mob. The mob is connected to the Kennedys. You can't prove Sinatra was in the mob. Hmm. Maybe we could do that on another conspiracy theory. Okay, since since you're 
butt buddies with Sinatra. So, yeah, well, I was. He's dead. Yeah. Necrophilia does not look good on you. So, there are at least three groups that independently claimed that they that they had Kennedy assassinated. Um, the Chicago mob, the Miami mob, and the New Orleans mob. But basically, the theory between all of that, it just looked like everybody was trying to get that rise in fame. Mm. Yep. If you can see it on the list, I'm sure you can by now. <laughs> I do. All right. So number four, uh, Oswald acted alone as part of an unknown conspiracy. So Oswald is the man that they claim shot Kennedy um, from his nice little sniper perch. Uh, do you have Do you have stuff about the video of it coming through the front of his head, not the side of his head? Yes. Okay, because I was going to touch um, on that. If you yeah, know. I actually have a video also Ooh. of the actual shooting and when it happened, and we can get into that in a little bit, though. Okay. I don't have the video on here, but I have it on Same. another device. Yeah, but... Uh, it's possible there were individuals who helped Oswald but weren't part of any larger group or perhaps unaware of what he was planning. Remember, John Wilkes Booth shot Lincoln and four were hung, including the first woman ever to be hung by the federal government, Mary Surratt. Now, the hunt, the hangings, was that John Wilkes Booth? Was that yes. during John? Okay, all right. Yes. So right. John Wilkes Booth shot Lincoln. Allegedly. Allegedly. And they pretty much like looked into it and found out that he wasn't quote unquote working alone. Mm. So they ended up hanging four other people. Yeah. 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 Okay. Now, now I'm picking what you're putting down. Um, and there is uh, speculation that John Wilkes Booth was not killed in the barn. Yes. And that he actually ran off to the Midwest, changed his name and everything like that. Yes. And there, the theory with that is that he lived much longer than, than all of that. Like we should do a John Wilkes Booth episode. We sure can. That would be pretty cool. So, going to number five. <laughs> and I guess your favorite one. Oh, yeah. So, fifth conspiracy theory about the assassination of JFK is that the CIA did it. Dude, the CIA is so fucking shysty. <laughs> They're so shysty. <laughs> so, this is the conspiracy theory that interests Perry the most. The problem is, is that of all of them, this is the one that he could not debunk. <laughs> it's the one that has the most truth behind it. But supposedly Kennedy was fed up with the shenanigans that the CIA was pulling, which is not far-fetched at all. Like you said, the CIA is very shysty. And Kennedy came in very radical, wanted to change everything, wanted to – he was the youngest president we have ever had. He was progressive. Yeah. And just totally different mindset. And you got to think, some of the people who are still in Congress and the Senate and the – you know, career politicians mm -hmm. are still in the office now. Yeah, and they're just as fucking shysty. Yeah, they're still in office now from when all of this has been going down. You're talking people who have been in office 50 years. Yep. And that's beyond obnoxious. Real quick sidetrack. The government was not designed for you to be a career politician. The government was designed for you to do your fucking job, get out, and then go farm land somewhere. And I think if Kennedy had gotten four full years, he probably would have changed that as well, or at least tried to. Mm. And whether the assassination was at the forefront, because uh, I believe it was within the first year, um, possibly within the first two years. It was pretty – he didn't get yeah, – I think it was like two years. He didn't even get half his term. I know that yeah. much. Uh, but anyway, going back to it, uh, he found Kennedy found out the CIA was trying to kill the Cuban leader Fidel Castro, which is a fact. 
So the argument is that the CIA felt that Kennedy was going to disband them, and as a result of that, they were the ones that ordered the killing of Kennedy. Uh, Perry points out that a former head of CIA, Alan Dulles, was a member of the Warren Commission, the special Johnson-appointed panel tasked with the official investigation of the assassination. Uh, the commission determined that Al- Oswald acted alone. No. And that, that entire... Uh, that entire investigation was headed and ran by the CIA and nobody else really got to, to work on it. Yeah. Cause the CIA used Oswald as a fucking scapegoat. A lot of things got buried with that, but I don't know. You, I don't know if you can tell where, where I lean on this, but I'm, I lean very hard on the CIA doing it. Yeah. So another CIA theory that they, that they said was that Oswald was a supporter of the Soviet backed Cuba at the time. Uh, we know Oswald was in the Russian embassy in Mexico City, Perry said, but uh, and we even know who he talked to, but we don't know what was said. Then a few weeks later, he shoots Kennedy. Is there proof anywhere that Oswald it was a Soviet supporter? Um, I kind of looked into it, and the most I could find was that he had a couple of statements that kind of would lead you to believe that he was a supporter, but other than that no hard evidence like there, gotcha. you know the the internet wasn't really a thing mm. uh you know there was no social media so it's not like even if he was it wouldn't have been a broadcasting it thing it would have been uh, by ear it yeah would be hearsay so at that point in time and in, in you know history and everything else you could literally say that i could say that you were you know a witch at that point and people would have taken it to face value mm. Let's get into a little bit of background about the story that they say is is what happened. So the Oswald shooting him uh, after Oswald was shot dead by Ruby, uh, FBI D- Director Hoover wrote a memo detailing that the Dallas police would not have had enough evidence against Oswald without the FBI's information. He then wrote, the thing I am concerned about, and so is Deputy, Deputy Attorney General Mr. Katzenbeck is having something issued so we can convince the public that Oswald is the real assassin. Convince the public. public That Oswald is the real assassin. Yes. Um, Top government (sighs) and intelligence officials were also finding that, according to CIA intercepts, someone had impersonated Oswald in phone calls and visits made to the Soviet and Cuban embassies. So the thing that kind of seems more true is that they sent or somebody sent, I should say, a Oswald impersonator to the embassies with identification that said that he was Oswald so that they could pin it all on Oswald. Ah, Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, Over the next 40 years, this became one of the CIA's most closely guarded secrets on the Oswald case. A CIA career agency officer, rather, Anne Goodpaster, uh, admitted in sworn testimony that she had disseminated the tapes of these phone calls herself. And I found the evidence of that when I was doing research. Really? This was a real case. She admitted that she just trashed the phone calls. <sighs> yep. Um, Dude, the CIA does so much. Oh, my God. Don't <laughs> even get me started. Don't even get me started. <laughs> She had earlier denied to congressional investigators in 1970 that she had any knowledge of recordings of Oswald's phone calls. What do you think so far? 
Here's the problem with the fucking CIA. <laughs> is that there are so many government conspiracy theories that all lead back to the CIA. That it the CIA needs to be disbanded. Because they're just so shysty. They're the <laughs> shystiest people on the planet. And I swear, if... I know Big Brother's listening to us. And the CIA's listening to us. Yep. Please don't kill us. I'm just the small little guy that just... Has been talking shit about the CIA the entire time shit. we've been sitting here. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're so shitty. They're such shitty fucking people. I mean, they're probably nice people and they're just following whoever is head of the CIA or whatever. But we would definitely get into the CIA because there's oh, so much, so much on it. <sighs> Sorry. Furthermore, into the CIA case or CIA theory, uh, Chief Justice Earl Warren and Senator Richard Russell uh, told, oh, told people, the American people, um, that they could serve America by joining the commission Johnson had established to investigate the assassination, which would later later become known unofficially as the Warren Commission. So I kind of looked into that as well. It's a group of just fucking nobodies, really, who had no business doing any sort of investigation or work on this. It's pretty shysty. That entire commission is just kind of weird. And looking into how they put it together, you can't find anything about it. Hmm. Or I didn't anyway. It's probably out there. It's just probably been, everything's probably been redacted and, yeah. or, and or burned up where it's hard to find. Read, read it. Redact. Redacted? Redacted. Redact. 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 The shortened version of redacted. It's like last week when you said a certain. A certain. Ascertain. Ascertain. Oh. <laughs> Shut up. Okay, so Fuck let's the CIA. get let's <laughs> please don't break our door down. Please. That's that's gonna put a, a real dent in one of my uh one of my days. I don't know which day you would come, but I would assume it wouldn't be a weekend. I would hope it wouldn't be a weekend. It probably would be a weekend. It'll probably be an overnight for sure. Yeah. Well if it's a weekend, I won't be here. Deuces. Uh, whatever. I might not even be here. Or be there rather. I might be somewhere. But you won't be able to fucking find me because you don't know where I'm at, CIA. Yeah, they have you chipped everywhere. Anyway. My name is Garrett. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so let's go into the inconsistencies. And boy, is it a fucking list. Numerous researchers have referred to what they see as inconsistencies, oversights, exclusions of evidence, errors, changing stories, or changes made to witness testimony in the official Warren Commission investigation. Like I said, it's shysty. And like you, like you were saying, the, the Warren Convest, uh, Commission was just a bunch of nobodies that didn't really have any need to be there. The biggest thing with this, uh, Michael Benson, which was a, um, a part of the Warren Commission, he wrote that the Warren Commission received only information supplied to it by the FBI and that its purpose was to rubber stamp the lone gunman theory. So I read through some of the documents that were passed to mm-hmm. this guy and it literally says like down near the bottom that they were really trying to sell it. Like we need everybody to believe this. If they don't believe it, there's going to be a civil uprise. Up, uh, uproar. Yeah. Just uproar about the entire thing because Kennedy was so popular, popular and well-known and he was just an overall good dude. And he, everybody knew that he would have been an amazing president. I mean, he was getting nookie from 
Marilyn Monroe. So I mean, well, beyond that, I mean, who wouldn't, right? Yeah, apparently that he. Uh, this is alleged, but apparently he needed Nookie like every single day. Well, you know what? I don't blame him. I wonder who the first president was to get an old beige in, in the Oval Office. Uh, in 1966, Roscoe Drummond voiced skepticism about a cover-up in his syndicated column, saying, If there were a conspiracy to cover up the truth about the assassination, it would have to involve the Chief Justice, the Republican, Democratic, and non-party members of the commission, the FBI, the CIA, the Secret Service, the Distinguished Doctors of the Armed Services, and the White House, a conspiracy so multiple and complex that it would have fallen off its, of its own weight. I don't think so, though. The, I don't. I don't think everybody would be involved. The government is a soup kitchen of bullshit. And I, that's a, that's a very good quote. I yes. like that. Thank you. Thank you. Put it on a fucking t-shirt. Hell yeah. Uh, let's go into suppression of evidence. So ignored testimony, and this is pretty interesting. Uh, some anas- some as- whoa, some assassination. Some assassination <laughs> researchers assert that witness statements indicating a conspiracy were ignored by the Warren Commission. Josiah Thompson stated that the commission ignored the testimony of seven eyewitnesses who said they saw smoke in the vicinity of the grassy knoll at the time of the assassination, as well as an eighth witness who said he smelled gunpowder. Jim Mars wrote that the commission did not seek the testimony of eyewitnesses on the triple underpass whose statements pointed to a shooter on the grassy knoll. Do you know what uh, rifle he used? Was it the, was it a thirty out six or a three oh eight? I believe it was an M1 Grand. Are you sure? Yes. I thought it was... I may be wrong. I'll, I'll look it up. Okay. Uh, confiscated film and photographs. Other researchers reported that witnesses who captured the assassination via photographs or film had their cameras confiscated by police or other authorities. Author Jim Mars and documentary producer Nigel Turner both presented the account of Gordon Arnold, who said that his film of the motorcade was taken by two policemen shortly after the assassination. Another witness identified as Beverly Oliver came forward in 1970 and said she was the babushka lady who was seen in the Zapruder film filming the motorcade. She also said that after the assassination, she was contacted at work by two men who she thought were either FBI or Secret Service agents. According to Oliver, the men told her that they wanted her or I'm sorry, that they wanted to develop her film and return to her within 10 days, but they never did. So they destroyed it. They trashed the evidence. It's just like the aliens, man. So is a is a bolt action uh, six and a half. Oh, is it? Yes, it okay. is a bolt action. I thought it was a thirty out six, but right, it is a Manlinger Carcano uh, brand rifle. Okay. Um, and what I found is a it isn't it was a infantry rifle. So you were right on that a six and a half by fifty two millimeter. Gotcha. So I'm not too familiar with uh rifle so that I is gotcha. not my cup of tea. Okay, well moving on to withheld documents. Uh Richard Byer and others have complained that many documents pertaining to the assassination have been withheld over the years, including documents from investigations made by the Warren Commission, the House Select Committee on Assassinations and the Church Committee. These documents individually included the president's autopsy records. Some documents still are not scheduled for release until 2029. So that's eight years from now. And And when was he killed? uh, 68, I think it said. Sorry, let me go back. 
1963. So that's quick math, what, 40 some odd years? So going on 60 years. 66 Six, years. 66 years. 66 years, and it's still not out uh, because it's been buried so many times. And by the time that it gets released, it will be so fucking telephone game passed back and forth and the information and, will have been completely destroyed. And here's the other thing is it, it by the time it comes out, most people are going to be that were there in their 20s are now old. And it's just going to anything they said is just going to be out of being crazy. Yep. They're gonna or be, they're dead. In their their 80s, 90s, they're going to be old. Uh, And they're not going to trust a testimony from somebody who was a child back then because they were a child. And they remember things differently and blah, 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 blah. Many documents were released during the mid to late 1990s by the Assassination Records Review Board under the President John F. Kennedy Assassination Records Collection Act of 1992. Uh, However, some of the material released contains redacted sections Tax return information, which identified employers and sources of income, has not yet been released even still. And it probably won't be. Yep. The existence of several secret documents related to the assassination, as well as the long period of secrecy, suggests to some the possibility of a cover-up. One historian noted there exists widespread suspicion about the government's disposition of the Kennedy assassination records, stemming from the beliefs that federal officials have not made available all government assassination records. Uh, and have heavily redacted the records released under FOIA in order to cover up sinister conspiracies. According to the ARRB, which is the, again, the Assassination Records something something, uh, (laughs) (laughs) all Warren Commission records, except those records that contain tax return information, are now available to the public with only minor redactions. In response to a Freedom of Information Act request filled by journalist Jefferson Morley, the CIA stated in 2010 that it had over 1,100 documents in relation to the assassination, about 2,000 pages in total, that have not been released due to national security-related concerns. Such bullshit. 65 years later, our government and the technology and everything has evolved tenfold, twentyfold, and... They're worried about a matter of national security back in 1963 today. That's... Here's the problem. Russia's not under Soviet control anymore. No, and like you said, (laughs) the technology and information we have nowadays, it... There's there's no national security issue. Yeah. Even if... Even in 1963, it wasn't a national security. They weren't worried about another country being the killer or be someone that, that killed him. So how is it still a security issue now? I just fucking CIA, man. <laughs> Goes back to fuck the CIA every time. Uh, fuck the CIA. Yeah. This is all hinged off of the CIA theory, by the way. All of this evidence, all of everything that is here is all hinged off of that theory because it is the most believable theory based on the evidence that is equal, like easily findable. Well, you can just see it in the quotes and in the wording that they, how they, how they word things. You can see it. Yeah. 
So we also had a whole lot of tampering with evidence. Of course we did. (laughs) Of course we did. Wouldn't be the CIA if we didn't. Some researchers have alleged that various items of physical evidence have been tampered with, including the single bullet, also known as the magic bullet by some critics of official explanations, various bullet cartridges and fragments, the presidential's the presidential limousine's windshield, the paper bag in which the Warren Commission said Oswald hid the rifle, the so-called backyard photos depicting Oswald holding the rifle, the Zapruder film, the photographs and radiographs obtained at Kennedy's autopsy, and the president's dead body itself. That's a whole lot of shit. That's a lot of To be fucked parts. with. Yeah. yeah, so this is why we're never going to find out the entire truth, is because all those moving parts and there's evidence of tampering with every one of them, mm-hmm. there's no way we'll ever find out the full truth unless <laughs> the people who did this shit come forward. And I guarantee most of them are dead now. Good. <laughs> Photographs. First thing that got tampered with. Among the evidence against Oswald are photographs of him holding a Carcano rifle in his backyard, the weapon identified by the Warren Commission as the assassination weapon. Oh, I mean, to begin with, photographs are the easiest thing to tamper. Okay. So, like, that's that's the quickest way to start the confusion. Gotcha. So, uh, the picture, basically many researchers, including Robert Grodin, assert that the photos are fake. They wanted somebody to kind of look into the pictures of him holding this rifle, and he said that it's not real. Uh, Grodin said that in 1979, that four autopsy photos showing the back of Kennedy's head were forged to hide a wound fired from a second gunman. According to Grodin, a photograph of a cadaver cadaver's head was inserted over another, depicting a large exit wound in the back of the president's head. Uh, HSCA Chief Counsel G. Robert Blakey stated that the suggest that the suggestion that the committee would participate in a cover-up is absurd and that Grodin was not competent to make a judgment on whether a photograph had been altered. Blakey stated that the photograph photographic analysis panel for the committee had examined the photographs and that they considered everything that Grodin had to say and rejected it. Bullshit. <laughs> Utter bullshit. The Zapruder film. This is the famous one where Someone's taking a photo or the video, right? And his head goes a pop. Yes. Okay. The House Select Committee on Assassinations described the Zapruder film as the best available photographic evidence of the number and timing of the shots that struck the occupants of the presidential limousine. The Assassination Records Review Board said that it is perhaps the single most important assassination record. According to Vincent Bugliosi. Bless you. The film was originally touted by the vast majority of conspiracy theorists as incontrovertible proof. That's a long word mm-hmm. of a conspiracy, I'm but proud is of now you. You, you hit that one better than I would have. Thank you, but is now believed by many conspiracy theorists to be a sophisticated forgery. It's sad that I had to read about that because I was going to say, are you about to crush my soul too? (laughs) Let's just keep going and maybe you can make your own determination. In 1996, the assassination records review board asked Kodak product engineer, Roland Zavada to undertake a thorough technical study of the Zapruder film. Zavada concluded that there was no detectable evidence of manipulation or image alteration of the film's original version. A little relief there. A little bit. (laughs) 
David Lifton wrote that the Zapruder film was in the possession of the CIA's National Photographic Interpretation Center. A fucking course it was. <laughs> by the night of the assassination. Jack White was a researcher and photographic consultant to the House Select Committee on Assassinations, and he claimed that there were anomalies in the Zapruder film, including an unnatural jerkiness or movement uh, of movement, I'm sorry, or change of focus in certain frame sequences. See, see, this is where you screwed up. You said possession <laughs> of the CIA. Right there. Right there. You already know that the CIA has already tampered with it and is already messing with the film. Are you good? No. No, you're not good? No, keep going. That's okay. For, <laughs> former senior <laughs> official at the CIA's National Photographic Interpretation Center, uh, Dino Brugioni. Some said very that, Italian names in yes, that is. Said that he and his team examined the 8mm Zapruder film of the John F. Kennedy assassination the evening of Saturday, 20, Saturday November 23rd, 1963, and into the morning of Sunday the 24th. In a 2011 interview, 2011 interview, so that's pretty recent, with Douglas Horn of the Assassination Review Board, uh, he said that the Zapruder film in the National Archives today and available to the public has been altered from the version of the film that he saw and worked with those days. Uh, he recalls seeing a white cloud of brain matter three or four feet above Kennedy's head and says that the spray lasted for more than one frame of the film. Hmm. The version of the Zapruder film available to the public depicts the fatal headshot on only one frame of the film, frame 313, just in case you want to look for it, in case you want to see his head splatter. Uh, additionally, Brugioni is certain that the set of briefing boards available to the public in the National Archives is not the set that he and his team produced on November 23rd and 24th of 1963. I can believe it. I can believe that it's been tampered with because of the CIA. The fabrication of evidence beyond the tampering of the obvious stuff. Uh, the murder weapon itself, the Warren Commission found that the shots that killed Kennedy and wounded Connolly were fired from an Italian 6.5 millimeter man liquor. That's what I'm going to call it. Man licker. Yeah. Man liquor, Carcano rifle owned by Oswald. Deputy Sheriff Eugene Boone and Deputy Constable Seymour Weitzman both initially identified. Not Seymour Whiteman, Seymour Whiteman. <laughs> <laughs> Both initially identified the rifle found in the Texas School Book Depository as a 765 German Mauser. Whitesman signed an affidavit, affidavit, bleh, affidavit, affidavit, the following day describing the weapon as a 7.65 Mauser bolt action equipped with a 418 scope, a thick leather, brownish black sling on it. Deputy Sheriff Roger Craig claimed that he saw. The 765 Mauser stamped on the barrel of the weapon when interviewed in 1968 by Barry Ernest, author of The Girl on the Stairs, The Search for a Missing Witness to the JFK Assassination. He said, I felt then and I still feel now that the weapon was a 765 German Mauser. I was there. I saw it when it was first pulled from its hiding place, and I am not alone in describing it as a Mauser. Hmm. So even if Oswald did own the gun that they say he owned... Everyone that's not even that's not even the gun that they apparently found. They changed the records to say that they found the gun that he owned in the bag. See, I was about to say something about bullets, but then I, I see you you have it highlighted down there. So yes, so bullets and cartridges. Uh, the Warren Commission determined that three bullets were fired at the presidential motorcade. One of the three bullets missed the vehicle entirely, 
Another bullet hit President Kennedy and passed through his body before striking Governor Connolly, and the third bullet was a fatal headshot to the president. Some claim that the bullet that passed through Kennedy's uh, body and hit Governor Connolly, dubbed by criti- critics of the commission as the magic bullet, was missing too little mass to account for the total weight of bullet fragments later found by the doctors who operated on Connolly at Parkland Hospital. Those making this claim included the governor's chief surgeon, Dr. Robert Shaw, as well as two of Kennedy's autopsy surgeons, Commander James Humes and Lieutenant Colonel Pierre Fink. See, I always thought it was one shot. Like in the film, it's it looks like one shot. So the first one passes through his shoulder. And I would also like to point out, and I don't I don't think I have it in here. Uh, it might be in here a little bit further down. Oswald had Marine training. He had Marine sniper training. If he was a person who was trained by the Marines in sniping, he wouldn't have missed the first shot. Well, the other thing I, I question is if, if there was three shots, the yep. first one missed, the second one hit his shoulder, and the third one popped his head. My thing is, after the first shot rang out, that is a bolt-action rifle. That's going to take a minute for him to – he has to come off of the sights, rack back, reload, go back onto sights, shoot again – and do it again. By that time, there should be there should be the Secret Service on Kennedy, and his limo should have been gone. While we're talking about that, the Warren Commission concluded that three shots were fired from the Texas School Book Depository in a time period ranging from approximately 4.8 to an excess of seven seconds. So you're talking three shots from a bolt-action rifle in four to eight seconds. Dude, I'm fast. I'm fast with a rifle, especially a bolt action. There's no way that I could be back on target to be able to fire two more shots. Well, in Chris, five to seven seconds. Some assassination researchers, including Josiah Thompson and Anthony Summers, dispute the commission's findings. They point to evidence that brings in question the number of shots fired, the origin of the shots, and Oswald's ability to accurately fire three shots in such such a short amount of time from such a rifle. These researchers suggest that multiple gunmen were involved. I, that is the one that I believe. I believe that the CIA did it with multiple gunmen. And the number of shots has always been the biggest part of this, uh, based on the consensus among the witnesses at the scene, and in particular the three spent cartridges. The Warren Commission determined that the preponderance of the evidence indicated that three shots were fired. In 1979, the House Select Committee on assassinations concluded that there were four shots, one coming from the grassy knoll. Now, I was going to bring that up, too, because they kept talking about the grassy knoll. Yep. But then those say it's coming from the Texas school depository or whatever. So, let's get into the origin of the shots. <sighs> the Warren Commission concluded that all of the shots fired at President Kennedy came from the sixth floor window at the southeast corner of the Texas school book depository. The commission based its conclusion on the cumulative evidence of eyewitnesses, firearms, and ballistic experts and medical authorities, including on-site testing as well as analysis of films and photographs conducted by the FBI and the U.S. Secret Service. So if the CIA is involved, the FBI and the U.S. Secret Service was also involved. Uh, did, Did Jackie Kennedy ever come out and say anything? Not that I found or not that I looked into either. Just because I had never heard that until Be- right now. Because Jackie Kennedy, that was his wife, right, Jackie? I believe so, yes. And she was sitting next to him. Yep. 
So either they told her to shut the fuck up, we're going to kill you, or she just, she knew about it. Yeah, and of course, she was so shaken up and it all happened really fast, so she would not have been a stable eyewitness account, unfortunately. Still, with three or four shots, though, that's that's what's... He would have been out of there by then. Right. If it was one man, he would have been out of there by then. Yeah. Uh, in 1979, the House Cl- House Select Committee on Assassinations agreed to publish a report from Warren Commission critic Robert Grodin, named he's popping up, in which he named nearly two dozen suspected firing points in the Dealey Plaza. These sites included multiple locations in or on the roof of the Texas School Book Depository, the Daltex Building, the Dallas County Records Building, the Triple Overpass, a storm drain located along the north curb of Elm Street, and the Grassy Knoll. Josiah Thompson concluded that the shots fired at the motorcade came from three locations, the Texas School Book Depository, the Grassy Knoll, and the Daltex Building. So, this guy thinks that there was three different shooters. Not two, not one, three. And this is where it gets real fucking, real fuzzy. Uh, the testimony of the eyewitnesses, I'm not even going to go into it, just because it's all over the place. Really? Some people say they heard three shots. Some people say they heard six shots. Some people said they say they saw the shooter up on the balcony of the Texas school book depository. Some people saw say they saw him on the grassy knoll. Some people say that he was in the car with him. Now, I have heard that one, is that the driver turned around, took a pistol, and shot him in the face. Yes. So... I would like to give, before we finish up, let me check where we're at as far as time goes. Yeah, so before we finish up, um, there's so much more that I could get into with this. I literally got through nine of my 13 and a half pages of research. If we need to down the road, we can definitely do a part two because this has me fired up. Yeah. This has me so fired up. So I want to get into my own theory about it. And my theory is based on the research that I did a couple of videos that I've watched and just pretty strong evidence. I think that Oswald was hired to assassinate JFK. I think he was hired by either the military complex or by LBJ or by the mob. I think he was hired out third party through somebody. I don't know who I don't really have an opinion on who I think he was hired out for sure. I think he disagreed with it because the the false claims about Oswald started happening earlier on than the shots were even like then that day. Um he was already in a in a pretty tight spot as far as life and everything. I think that he was, like I said, coaxed into saying that he was going to assassinate Kennedy. He agreed to it, got up on his perch, whatever, fired one shot, but I think his shot went through JFK's shoulder. To warn him. And I think that because they knew that he was so like wishy-washy about the entire thing, they set up backups to finish the job so that they could pin it on him. I don't know that for sure if there was a shooter in the grassy knoll. And if there was, like I said, I think it was just somebody else that could finish the job. So if that third shot or if the, I'm sorry, if the second shot missed the car entirely, I think that's the one that came from the grassy knoll. And in my opinion, that third shot, the kill shot, came from the driver of the vehicle. The videos that I've seen, and I have it on my phone, you can find it pretty much anywhere. In the video, it's extremely clear that 
after JFK gets shot in the shoulder and the second shot rings off and goes past the car, they all start ducking down. At that point, you know, they're all kind of falling into the floorboards of the car. Uh, JFK starts to go down to protect himself. And the driver seemingly pulls something out of the inside of his coat pocket, uh, like on the inside of his suit jacket, whatever mm-hmm. he was wearing, and turns around very quickly, like he's pointing a gun, fires, his hand jumps, hand goes back, and he keeps on driving. And it's extremely obvious in the video, that shot did not go through the back of his head. That shot went through the front of his head, yep. for sure. You see his neck jerk backwards. If you get shot in the back of the head by a high-powered rifle, your head does not jerk backwards. Your head goes straight forwards, and, and so do all of your brain. So does all of your brain material. I was going to say your skull fragments, your brain matter, everything's going forward. Everything in that video goes backwards. Yeah, I am, if if you have a round that, and I'm not saying that this doesn't exist because I I know that. In this day and age, there are some some more explosive and more you know violent rounds out there. That if you shot something, there's a good chance that it could implode and ex- like explode from the direction of which it was shot. But at that day, in that day and age, there was no such technology at that point, or not to my knowledge. Mm-hmm. the The way that his neck jerks back and the placement of that shot had to be from in front of the car. There is no disputing that. And if you watch the video, like I said, I'm sure you can find it. YouTube shit. I found it on TikTok. Um, It's literally everywhere. And I actually downloaded it to my phone from TikTok and then started doing more research on it. And it's very evident and very obvious that he was shot from the front. Might not have been from the driver. He might've just been checking on something, but the entire thing is very sketchy. If if I remember correctly, it kind of looks like a silver revolver. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. It is a handgun of some kind, but very concealable, very easy to hide. And like I said, in the video, and you can tell that it's an original video. It's not, it has no skips. There's no lapse of time. There's no jumps. There's nothing in there that would suggest that it's a fake video or a, you know, a Photoshopped rendering of the video. It's a very quick thing, and with the technology we have now, they were able to put it in like super slow mo, and you mm-hmm. can see everything down to the fucking grain of what's happening in that car. Well, I'm definitely with you. Uh, however, I believe that the CIA did it, <laughs> but I do believe that LBJ, it might have been the CIA that hired out Oswald. Well, what here's what I'm thinking, and finish the job. Here's what I'm thinking. Okay. LBJ was in bed with the CIA. All of them. All of them. Yep. LBJ was the one that that puppeteered everything. Okay. Um, but was LBJ the one getting puppeteered? I don't know. That's. I mean, then it starts getting deeper and deeper. Yeah. But to to stop from going down that rabbit hole, let's just say LBJ was the 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 master, puppeteer, got yeah, it. the master of the puppets, and then the CIA. He went to the CIA and was like, all right, get this shit done. I don't care how you do it. Make it happen. Make it fast. Out out of the way. CIA said, all right, bet. Knew that Lee Harvey Oswald had problems, whatever. Knew that they were going to use him as a scapegoat. Had the other 
two, three, whatever as backups. And where you said that you think that the warning shot was through his shoulder, I think Lee Harvey Oswald pulled the shot and was the one that missed. Okay. I believe that he is the one that missed. The next guy said, oh, shit, he missed. He shot fast. That's the one that went through his shoulder. shoulder. And then either the one that comes from the front of the car because of the pistol or comes from a very frontal approach. Yeah. Because that's the that's the issue is when you look at the video, the trajectory that his brain matter and his skull fragments blow out, they don't blow. They out. blow out the back of his. They head. blow out the back of his head, but they don't blow down either. Yeah, which they if go it, up. if yeah, if it was at a sniper's nest, it would have gone down, which leads more of the evidence that it was from the front of the vehicle that made it go a uh, boom. Yep. Oh my god. Oh, we definitely need to do a part two eventually. Okay. Because holy shit. I have plenty. I have plenty more to go, and we can we can kind of get into the more nitty-gritty things as far as, like, you know, Madeline Brown, maybe see if Jackie Kennedy ever came out and said anything. We can get more into the, like, really in-depth stuff about it. Yeah. And, and do research maybe together. That's this. Uh, that's the problem with having an hour is you can't pack <laughs> everything into it. And this is where it. This is where that we're definitely going to have to start with the the two piecers and everything like that. But I think that is a great place to end it for for today. Okay. Because holy shit, we'll um, uh, we'll probably do a couple episodes in between our part one and part two. So just be on the lookout for part two. Yeah, it's a good way to cliffhang it. <laughs> so uh, I want to thank. Uh, everyone for listening, especially the CIA. If you've enjoyed our show, be sure to follow us and stay tuned for more episodes to come. And as always, do your own research, especially on this fucking topic. All right, CIA. Okay, bye. Bye.